Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with the subtle energies of the cosmos. This happens in a form of deep meditation in which I ask certain entities of the world beyond to communicate with me. As one of the first contacts with the other world, my old friend and teacher, friend of the Indians, showed himself to me. And it is now a great pleasure for me to introduce you to these conversations as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and our articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our ability. Thank you for understanding. My dear friend, today you wanted to talk about purity. Please begin. The purity of a being is its initiation into the wholeness of the cosmic energy. With that I mean to say that all energy that manages to attain a state of purity in and out of itself will then be able to experience its true limitlessness and with that everything that is part of this limitlessness and eternity. I would like to direct your soul's attention to the fact that your ultimate destiny is not contamination, but the purity of your energy. This means that all paths that have a history full of experiences and of contamination always lead to the final destination of purification and amplification. This initiation does not just consist of the immersion into these forms and the experience of contamination in these forms and through these forms, but the experience to get back out of this form back into pure energy. But the purity after the experience of contamination is a different purity. This is a crucial point I wish to make because contamination is the result of the conscious transformation of loving and devoted energy into unloving, sad energy. The emotions that you experience in the course of your lives are the instruments that allow you to have experience through the emotion, emotions of the respective body. These emotions in turn shape the soul energy. Hence an eternal connection between body and soul as such is essential. With that I mean to say that you perceive via the body the physical senses, but that ultimately this is what shapes the soul's readiness. The readiness to take the next few steps, whichever this may be, but this will unfold gradually, never as one single decision. So you mean to say that the contaminations are part and parcel of the whole path and that the soul are basically programmed via these emotions? Could you say that? I mean, do you know this word? I know it, since I communicate with a human being channel that works a lot with these machines that you program. Yes, I know, but still, you might not have known it. But the term programming is not quite correct. Because 
When you program something, this something is a machine. But the organism is in a state of continual exchange with his natural environment. Okay, right. That is another level of altogether. But what I meant to say is that the soul needs the instrument of the body in order to grow. That is correct. You said that beautifully. And why does it happen that souls eventually reach a point where they abandon these instruments finally? That is only possible when this programming, as you would say, has led to a state of being where there is only love, the only true energy in the soul, after all the experiences. Then you no longer need the body in order to live this love. All you then need is the path of free energy. You mean without the limitation of the body, right? Right. Let us stay with the subject of purity, please. Would you like to add something to that? Yes, I would like to say more on the subject of purity. Purity, dear humans, is the essence of your energy. Purity is your path of knowledge. Therefore, I would ask you to look at this subject truly and deeply, and not to listen to human accounts. With this, I mean to say that you should follow your own path in order to attain purity, to create the balance that presents itself to you on your path, and not the balance that is suggested to you from outside. Okay, I understand. So you want to tell the people that they should not follow the cleansing rituals of other religions, but find their own, right? Right. Although all your world religions offer cleansing rituals, these may not be appropriate for each individual. But purification is a purely individual act. Each soul has its own history, its own experiences and imprints And all these histories and imprints, acts and lies and the hurt inflicted on other beings need to be balanced out. There are no universal rules for this. But you can find your answers in the cosmos. The first important test on your path is to find these answers. Okay, please continue. Please feel free to ask questions. Um, okay, we have said that people have to experience individuality when they purify. But could you still give us a few tips on how exactly to do this? My dear, that is really impossible. It is not enough to say that water has a cleansing effect when some may need a specific body of water and specific places in order to undertake this purification. Others may need love, but who can tell them how to find this love? I may not and cannot give any general information about this. We have given you the text about the day of purification. You remember? Yes. This may serve as a first guideline in order to find a kind of form that allows you to perform a physical purification, a description of daily purification in order to revive the body. But what I am talking about here is the deep cleansing of the soul 
which is only ever possible through a deeply individual act of balance. And this will ultimately take place through the guidance of the cosmos. There is no rule of thumb, as you would say. So we can only find purification in our own individual way. This will be really hard for people who do not yet feel any connection. It is. But if you ask for guidance and help, you will be sent the right impulses in order to purify and to regain your innate energy. I understand. I have another question. If all souls who have ever been created manage to get back to a state of love and purity at some point, will there ever be a time when all the souls in the cosmos are pure? Oh, this is a beautiful question. I would love to answer it, but I can't, because I do not know the answer. Mm. The souls are ever-present, and every mother soul gives soul to new forms through her children, the new souls. But if all souls in the cosmos are purified at some point, perhaps this will be the beginning of a new cosmic process. I don't know. Didn't you never ask yourself this? What a cunning question. But dear, we do not use cunning. Cunning is manipulation and we do not manipulate. We trust. Was it really cunning? Yes, it was. Because it implies that the cosmos is an infinite form. And your question tries to find out whether there is an other undisclosed process going on which you do not know yet but which you want to find out about. You will find out the truth when you are ready for it. I for one I'm not permitted to know it yet. Don't worry I do not wish to be cunning. Please forgive me. I, it was just a thought. I know that. But please just trust. All that is abundance and all wishes will be fulfilled by this abundance. The question about the other process implies the feeling of lack. The feeling that this might not be the one and only true path. Okay, I have another question about the subject. I once had a theory. There are so many unconscious people. And the people constantly go into the unconscious lives until finally, after hundreds, maybe thousands of lifetimes, they are permitted to take the first step into consciousness. And that maybe there is another way to do this, a kind of shortcut, <laughs> the fastest way of, to purify. Is that possible? I mean, is it possible that in terms of purification, in the sense of accumulating the power of love, you can do this either of over many, many lifetimes, or really within a really short time, maybe in a single lifetime? That is correct. The cosmos does not make any prescriptions about that. All is permitted. If you wish to purify a lot, you may do so. Whether and how it would be possible to do this in a single lifetime, I cannot say. But it is possible. It all depends on the kind of contamination that you carry inside of you and that lives in your energy. Okay, so there is a long way and there is a short way. And both are okay, right? Right. Those who choose the short way 
just have to make sure that they do not lose their joy in the process. For often these rituals of purification, these acts, serve to balance out things that have caused hurt and imbalance. This act of balance takes a lot of service, and serving cheerfully, experiencing all forms of beings joyfully, is not an easy task and is a huge challenge. Hmm, I understand. Would you like to say anything more about purification? We have about covered the subject. You have understood the essence of it. Reaching this state of purity is another cosmic test of your true will. But if you only suffer along this path, you will just create further contamination. Joy is the instrument, love is the goal, and purity is the dress that you have to create out of yourself and then wear it with love. Purity is the dress that you have to create, you, and only you must reach it all by yourselves. There is no one that can help you with this, except for these cosmic impulses, but even then it is you that have to act upon them. Do you know why the cosmos has invented this kind of path, where you embark on a risky path with a pure heart and a clean soul and accumulate so much contamination along the way and then have to do so much in order to purify again and be without a form again? That is an important question, and I will be happy to try to answer it. At the beginning of their path, the souls are clean, but they are empty vessels. You have to fill the vessel of the soul with experience and love, but it has to be pure. It is as if you dipped a chalice into water that is still full of various microorganisms and the love begins to fortify and purify this water and in the end the water is clean. The transformation of the energy that in the beginning carried no such energy, no such energy of love, this energy begins to be enriched with this power of love. One moment. Does that mean that the pure souls that emanate from the source do not carry love inside of them? Yes. What? I thought that they always carried the power of love inside of them. That is not the case. They are full of energy and they animate an organism that can support consciousness. But they do not carry all pervading love inside them in any way. This energy has to grow inside them. This is the result of acceleration. What do you mean by that? The souls experience the declaration, the declaration through their incarnations, and that is how they become contaminated. Then their yearning for abundance and energy begins to change their path and their energy so that they may get back to a perception of abundance. But they will no longer see this abundance in the same things that they had seen it in earlier, but instead they will begin to realize that true abundance is love. That is the energy that will fill their vessel from then on. And at the end, 
an energy remains that is more powerful than ever, but also full of love. Really? Wow, this is exciting. So the souls are born from the mother soul. They are conscious energy. They take a body. They become contaminated. They develop the yearning for love. And then they start searching for love. And they begin to feel love. Then they accumulate love, purify via this love. And finally, they are a different energy than when they started on their path, fresh from the mother soul. As if they had to breathe in, absorb or somehow experience the power of love. That is correct. That is exactly what I meant to say. Hmm. The energy that you experience when you come back up out of the contamination will be full of love and much, much more powerful than it was when you started out on this path, path as naive and pure souls. Uh, one moment. You used the word naive. I often imagined the souls at the beginning of their path as rather na naive. But is that really the right expression? Or how else could you describe the souls who emanate from the source, ready to begin their journey? The souls emanating from the source... Sorry. The souls emanating from the source are naive because they have no knowledge of the process that gives soul to forms. So they enter these forms with a certain naivety. That is the right word, and still it is not quite correct, because the souls in themselves are still much more intelligent than the most intelligent human being. The naivety that I mean cannot be compared with the kind of naivety that humans mean when they use this word. It is a sort of general innocence. Maybe this is a better word. The innocence of the souls at the beginning of their path is a loving energy that does not carry any evil, but it is nevertheless a virginal an innocent vessel bound to make mistakes along the way. But these mistakes teach the soul to take the next steps differently. During this process, the soul begins to realize who it is, what it wants, and where it wants to go. In this process, the goals begin to shift until one day the conscious goal will be the accumulation of love, the experience of love in all its forms. And then the soul is able to expand its energy. That means that ultimately it is a decision to experience love that constitutes the permission for the soul to expand. Correct. Does that mean that the souls that come from the source are all much less advanced than the others that have gone through all mm -hmm. through this whole process? Yes, that is correct. For the expansion is the conscious experience, not the accumulation of knowledge. Knowledge alone does not enable you to fill this knowledge with love. So it is all about feeling. The souls want to dive into experience in order to feel the love. That is correct. That is the essence of being. Wow. And we have already learned that the souls are able to develop such immense power. Is this then the power of love? 
this is love. And they then carry so much love inside that they expand immeasurably. <laughs> immeasurably. <laughs> and this expansion can even turn them into mother souls. We have learned that already. Yes, we have mentioned this. And then they will become and remain a mother soul. That is what I was thought. And the mother souls dwell in those levels that are relatively near the souls from what I understood. So what do they not simply, no, why do they not simply merge with the source again? I mean, do you know this? I do not know. But I imagine that the energy of giving love wishes to continue this state of being and continue to grow and grow and not go back to the state of energetic naivety that it was in the beginning of its path. Ah, just a moment. Uh, we have a distinguish here. We have to distinguish here. Do the souls emerge from the source or do they emerge from the mother soul? That is a very highly spiritual subject that I would like to talk about another time. Not yet, not here. The humans do not need to understand whether a soul's springs directly from the source or from a mother soul. The difference is minute, but it does exist. But it is not our subject today. Yes, and I know you have created a book about that, so we'll see. Sorry, I was just interested. But the fact remains that the souls always remain stable and that the mother souls remain in other energy. They are not the same energy, right? Right. There are differences. There are minute, but there are differences. I would like to talk about this in another book. Yes. Very well. I have taken note of that. Could you say that the source is the cosmic father and the mother soul that has become so enriched with love that it is very close to the source is the cosmic mother love is the cosmic mother dearest consciousness is the cosmic father both are energies that live inside you and neither of them exists as an independent energy they are always a part of energy but never a separate energy okay but could you say that the energies that emanate from the source carry less of the cosmic mother inside of them than of the cosmic father that is not so for love is also consciousness therefore the cosmos provides both of these energies together always during the journey of the souls you mean that the cosmos provides the souls with both of these energies That is what I mean, yes. Sometimes it's difficult to put such complex things into simple words. I thank you for always thinking along with me in the truest sense of the words, even if thinking does not provide the form here. Okay, I understand. So love and consciousness always go together and they are the two ingredients that all souls accumulate. Just when they are born, like out of the mother, they have more consciousness and less grown love energy inside, but love is inside, just not that much grown. And both were grown. <laughs> Very easily explained and correct. Well, now we have 
digressed really a lot. We wanted to talk about beauty. Are you happy <laughs> with what has been communicated? Yes, I am happy. Then what would you like to talk about next? Our next subject will be the special ceiling. I'm very much looking forward. Thank you. Thank you, dearest. Love.